Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Well, good morning, Steve. Welcome to KLE Kingdom Leadership Equipping and uh, Friday. Welcome to Friday. It's uh, Friday. Another Friday. day. Another day. We don't. It doesn't really matter which day we're in at the moment. It goes from day to day. We just slide from moment to moment, day to day. That's right. Yeah, man. I, it, <laughs> you know, I was looking at some of the stuff that's happening in South Africa. And my my son was telling me. I mean. We are, we are actually blessed, man. They are in serious lockdown. They get, they've got really? road, military roadblocks on the road. They, if they go out, they what? get arrested. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's just like really. Sick. Yeah, they have, an, they have like a. They've now been given a slot to walk um, around for a certain time period a day. Otherwise, lockdown. Not allowed to go anywhere. If you found anywhere, you get arrested. You know, it's just like. This is crazy stuff, you know. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Well, I know uh, Tunisia, which is, you know, Tunisia, which is part of Africa. Right. They, um, uh, the president took off the, the ban down there, and he just said, this is stupid, having yeah. this restriction. Because uh, he, he took in a papaya and had it tested, and it came up tested positive for, for COVID. <laughs> he no says, way. He says, well, if Papa, he says the next step, he said, we just have to brace ourselves for the next step of death of vegetables. So <laughs> he just says, this is terrible. We can't, we can't keep living this way. So I guess he, he lifted the whole, he lifted all the restrictions. So, yeah. I, I mean, the, uh, I don't even want to get into that. It's just yeah, like, yeah, that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's, a whole, that's a whole nother, another uh, little rabbit trail we can get onto. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, I thought this morning, um, just something that came to me was I was looking earlier at, um, at something, and, um, in fact, one of the the polls that came out of the out of the um, Facebook group was influence, and right. um, and I thought it might be interesting to discuss, like. God's strategy of influence into, into our world at the moment, because, you know, I thought about it, Steve, is, you know, with all the, with all the, the courses we've got on witnessing and programs we've had to get people witnessing and all the fancy meetings we got for witnessing and um, evangelistic revivals and crusades and stuff like that. And yet, we just haven't been influencing, <laughs> right? Is it, um, you know, it's the church by, by and large is still pretty passive when it comes to actually influencing society. Right. And, and, uh, you know, we, it's because they don't see a difference. They don't see a difference in lifestyle or how they're living or anything else. I mean, why should I, why should I think that you should influence my life if you don't have something for me? Right. Well, well, that's it. And, you know, and I thought to myself is how do we, how do we inspire that kind of 
living where people actually become more influential in where they are, you know, it's just um, because it's like, you know, the thing about it is, is wherever I've gone in the world, and I've now been, I've moved a few times in different places in the world, you know, a few times, my wife and I, family, uh, it's like we've lived on, we've moved five times continents, not, not just, um, you know, down the road, continents, all continents, wow. five times. So I guess I'm still in continents. <laughs> in continents, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. So, <laughs> so uh, and the interesting thing is, and I've mentioned this before, but everywhere we go and we meet people, the first thing they do is invite us to their church to meet, to come and listen to their pastor. That's right. You know, it's never, it's never, it's like, this is the culture we've got our little you know our little community here and you've got to come and experience our church and right. our meeting and our pastors preaching you know right. it's never heart to heart I've, hardly I, I i can't think of any time when there was just um let's have a heart to heart in fact yeah there was one time but um I've never experienced, never had anywhere I've gone it, where people are just like, let's meet with you. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about um, our time in Christ. Let's develop a relationship. Let's, let's build something. And then they reflect to me, you know, what it is they stand for and, and care about me as a person. It's never, it's right. hardly ever happened, you know, hardly ever happened. Yeah. That's why a lot of people say that, um, Joe Biden is quite the influencer in our society because he's touched a lot of people. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. Okay. Never. I, I, we won't go there. But anyway, <laughs> that's part of the deal too. We think that going to church is our, is our relationship. And that isn't, that isn't what it's about. The going, Going to church or having a church or whatever you want to call it is not is not the objective. The objective is is to bring is to have relationship and bring that person to Christ. Right, and that's our first and foremost priority. In fact, even the uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers in Ephesians in Ephesians four, that the whole purpose of that was uh, to to equip the saints, and it didn't say equip the church. And that's, that's a, there is a distinction there, but to equip the saints till we all come to the fullness and stature of Christ. If my objective is to bring you to the fullness and stature of Christ, that means I'm going to have a, some sort of relationship with you to see right. where you're at and see what you need. Right. And maybe that's it. Maybe we don't. I was reading something uh, this morning before, before I got on here. And uh, uh, this, this pastor, I know he was, he was just explaining about all the different programs they have, you know, and you can be a part of this and you can be a part of that and, you know, come and be a part of our, the objective is not to help the people. It's to get the church full or to get that, to get that little societal structure viable. 
it, it, we have to somehow keep it viable. Otherwise, there's no purpose for that group or gathering anymore. Right. So, but if you already have the relationship, the gathering is just a byproduct of who you are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was listening to something also, you know, and it's interesting. It's interesting. Why didn't Jesus... I mean, God in, in Genesis chapter 3 talks about the seed that would come from the woman that would destroy the head, crush the head of Satan. And so God already had planned. We know that Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world. So why wasn't he sent like <clears throat> right away? Yeah, why wasn't he sent before like Noah had to go through his ordeal? Why, why wasn't Jesus sent in, Abra in, in Abraham's time or in Moses' time or David's time? Or, or, wow, you're or, asking questions way above my pay grade, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you know what? He was sent at the right time. Yeah, yeah. At the, at the fullness of time. Uh, that talks about it. Yeah, and that's right. It does say that in the fullness of time. Fullness yeah, God of sent for his son. So in other words, it's it's in the that word fullness is in the right time, in the in the perfect time, in the the, the right setting. And and we, we seem to forget that that God is actually strategic. He's in he inserted Jesus at the right time. And the time was of Roman occupation. Mm. And and Roman occupation at that point in time, the word ecclesia meant something. Right. It, it meant something. It meant people could understand. And I was just reading now is that like the the guy that um, that um, had the tomb that that owned the tomb that Jesus was buried in. It says that he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. Wow. And so. He, was, he wasn't waiting for specifically a Messiah. He was waiting for the kingdom to return. And so I thought to myself when I read that, I thought, there, there's more to this that, in our, that we haven't heard in the church as such, is that there was, they were waiting for something to come that had been preached that we haven't actually um, and enlightened too much <laughs> over there was the, the preaching wasn't just the re, the return of a messiah that messiah would return a kingdom right because, right yeah it was because, a kingdom yes because if you read like elizabeth and and um you know that those two prophets the, the and that prophet test that who she was a widow and she, um, widow yeah a widow and she lived was living in the temple and and she was waiting for the kingdom of God and so there was there was like they were waiting for something to come and and it seems like there's a culmination of time when Jesus gets inserted as not just as the anointed Messiah but he's the anointed Messiah King and he right. comes returning a kingdom. So now he comes in and, and there's uh, this understanding of what is Ecclesia and what the kingdom was supposed to accomplish within that context. So we talk church and we get invited to a meeting, we get invited to meet a pastor, but what they were doing, what they understood Ecclesia to be was far more influential than, than just a building or a right. meeting. 
or programs yeah or a program you know that's come be part of our membership program you know and let me ask you this uh, because you and i've talked about this before but can you actually do the works of god operating by the principles of satan well no you can't (laughs) yeah can we do the works of god operating by the principles of this world okay then why why do we set up a church or our gathering or whatever according to the principles of business in this world yeah good question because you cannot bring forth the purpose of god in that setting um there's a good friend of mine um we will call him charlie that is his name, but we will call him Charlie anyway, just for the sake of our conversation. Charlie Brown. Um, huh? Charlie yeah, Brown. Charlie Brown. <laughs> um, he, he was talking to me the other day. Uh, he, he's very, very good. He used to work with the IRS and everything else. I mean, he just knows all the ins and outs and all the loopholes of everything. And uh, I've heard this before, but he was talking to me yesterday about this once again. He said, you know, the problem is, is we go to do a a nonprofit corporation. And he says, will you agree that the creation is subject to the creator? I said, yeah, I mean, that's the way it works. I mean, if, if you are a created thing, you're subject to whatever created you. He said, as soon as you file a 501c3, you have to do it according to a certain plan and a certain principle. He says, immediately you come under the auspices of the United States government and you automatically, the government becomes the creator. They have to sign off on it. They have to approve it. They have to do everything. And then they, they actually create your nonprofit and it's set up as a business and so they they have the they truly do have the right to regulate anything that you do as a 501c3 he said there's two different types of churches he says the one is the business church and he says and we've we've all done it that way we've all set them up that way in fact he says that of uh, all the pastors that he has as as clients right now which is somewhere in the neighborhood between two and 300. He said, every one of them has always asked the question, how do I get more people in my church? Number one. And then how do I get more money? Well, you know, how do I get a better income flowing from those people that I've got? He says, those are the two main questions I get. Well, and, so, and so I was going to say, if, if, if that was our approach in kingdom leadership equipping, we'd yeah. have Tens of yeah. thousands of people in there. If we were, if we right. were effectively, which a lot of advertising is, if we were effectively giving people strategies on how to grow their church and get more money, get no, more bums on seats, we'd have tens of thousands of. Oh, oh yeah, because that's the that's the heart behind it. Right. He says there is another type of church that the government really does recognize. But uh, he says, the thing is, would you agree that you are the church? And I said, yeah, we are. I mean, I am, 
know, a part of the church. I am the church. He says, so the church has already been established, right? He says, corporation, whatever you do, corporation, corporation means to assemble the body or to make a body. It means a body or a collection. So he said, there is one type of church that the government recognizes. It's called a sovereign church. And he says, that's the one that's covered in the First Amendment. That's the one that's covered in the Constitution. That's the one that is set up that, that the gov- it's like a, a city within a city. It's like the, a nation within a nation. It's like a peculiar people inside of another nation. And he says, and that one is the one that we want to make sure that people know about on how to set up and how to establish and everything else. He said, the problem is we keep doing it according to the business model. And he says, it's going to fail every single time because it will not, it cannot reproduce the kingdom of God under the principles of business or under the principles of the world. And he says, you just can't do it because Satan is the prince of this world. So how are you going to do it? That, that, that's the whole point. I mean, and that, that's my heart in the whole thing is like, right. how, how do we insert kingdom influence? Right. The influence of it. Yeah. Into where we are. And, you know, influence comes to me, comes from culture. Right. It's the right culture. I, I was looking, I mean, if you look at, uh, let me just, I must just remember there's another translation of this that brings it up, but I can't remember what it was. Um, sorry, just in um, Acts chapter, I think it's Acts chapter 2, and it, it, it talks about, um, is it Acts chapter 2? Yeah. And, and, uh, and it says, verse 44, and all those who had believed were together, and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. And day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. But it was interesting is before the Lord could add to their number, they, they, they were building a community, a culture, right. which was um, continuing with one mind, breaking bread, taking their meals together, gladness, sincerity of heart, and praising God. And it says having favor with all the people. Another translation says, and the people liked what they saw. Right. And... God added daily to their number. So it was in their daily life, their culture is what people saw in how they were, how they they conducted themselves, their attitude, their behavior, their their, uh, demeanor, their their approach to each other, the relationships there. Because breaking bread in this context is not getting a wafer and a little... um, a little, you know, cup of juice, you know, it's just like breaking bread. There was actually fellowship meal. It was a right. meal time. Yeah. Cause I really want more Jesus than that. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just like, don't bite me. You know, it's just like the little wafer on your tongue. You know, this is the body of Christ, you know, it's just like, and, and today our, our communion is, is relegated to 
breaking open a little, uh, you know, a little pack with, with the little juice and a, and a little wafer in it. You know, it's just like yeah. we hand out packs and do it as quickly as possible. You know, this, do this in remembrance of me. But Yeah, and let's get it over quickly. Let's get, you know, get that out the way so we can get on with the important stuff. And yet, um, it, that's what the people liked, what the people saw, what the people enjoyed, what the people... Right caused them to be added to them. And I've always looked at that as like the constitution of the supernatural church is there was right. a fundamental culture that had developed within that context of room. And you don't develop culture. We do. We actually do develop a culture, a meeting culture. So right. that's true. This can have culture. Nations can have culture, etc. But and and we can have a meeting culture, uh, a sit on seats, look at back of bald head culture, um, or we can have. And I'm telling you, is people are not. That's no influence today. No. The Roman Empire would insert. In fact, I was listening that, or reading that um, all the all the uh, nations before the Romans used to come in, take people slave, take their people out of the culture, take them back to, made them slaves somewhere else, and they would try and maintain their culture amongst the slaves, their own culture. But they would, you know, like disband everything. The Romans were very smart. They would come and insert their culture into an occupied territory. Right, right. And so they would bring representatives into there and they would gather and, and live their culture and people were drawn to that. And so they would influence the current culture with their culture. Right. And, and, uh, and by, by law, of course, by language, um, by behavior, by dress, by values, they would, they, they would by law, enforce Roman values. And, uh, and of course, I, I, you know, another rabbit trail, but I was thinking how people are trying to change the constitution of, of our country and trying to change our laws in this country. Right. Because they want to introduce a different culture. Right. And interesting. Just as a by, but that's what, as Ecclesia, now, when Jesus used the word, you know, upon this rock, I will build my Ecclesia. Right. That is an interesting because they understood exactly what he was talking about because of the Roman occupation. Right. And I, I just, it's, it's obviously something that I'm, you know, you can pick it up. I'm very passionate about how do we go about inserting, bringing influence of the kingdom of God, not our church, but as the church. Right. That, right. That's the vehicle as the church we bring the influence of the kingdom into wherever we are, not adopt other right. kingdoms to try and, and now we're being influenced by them, not them, not us influencing them, you know? Right. And that's where, that's where when I was talking with Charlie yesterday about this whole thing, because uh, we were just talking about this same basic thing. Uh, we've always gone about it backwards. We've, we've tried to establish um, there's already a, a, a wheel in motion, so to speak. And it's already this type of uh, pattern and it's, it's a whole culture. It's a whole system. It's a whole 
Uh, you know, you have this meeting mentality, like you said, uh, this is the way you do it. You go in, you've got to have a little bit of, uh, of fellowship first, and then you go into a time of singing, and then you've got the announcements, and then we'll have a little bit of prayer, and then we'll have our message, and then we'll have whatever. And uh, so we, we've gone about it backwards in, in establishing churches. And we'll just say, okay, let's establish this. The, the form and the format has already been going. So we already know what that is. So we'll start one here because we already know this pattern. And that's where we were saying as far as if we do things according to the kingdom of God, the pattern's already in motion. We are the church. Yeah. Now, like you're saying, how do you affect that? And most all of that is done by relational activity. It's not done by meeting mentality. It's done by relational activity. So I, I find out who you are, where you're at, and then help you get to the next level. And you're doing the same thing with me. And it's not a matter of one is over the other, or I'm trying to start this thing or anything else. It's a matter of finding out where you are finding out where each other's at and what can I do father to help them get to their next level. And that way, then your whole focus is off yourself. It's off the quote church or that organizational structure. And now it's on what it's supposed to have been on all along is the saints, you know, this bone that's next to me, how do I get this bone to grow? And that's, that's the main thing that I, that I see as far as cultural type of thing. We we're not concerned about the, culture of that individual temple growing we're more concerned about the corporate temple growing yeah or the corporate meeting structure growing and uh, that's the thing that that got to me uh, yesterday i mean it got right to the heart of it again for me because that's of course you know you know what that's the little my little one string banjo that i get up and play every now and then you right. know because that's my heart is is how can we get away from the meeting mentality, find out what Christ is doing right then as, a, as the head or as the husband of this bride, and then help her learn to dance with him. How can we do that? And that's that epicorigeo or that ministereth to you, the Spirit of God uh, in Galatians. So that whole thing of the epicorigeo, the, the, the pneumaticos, the finding out what it is the spirit of the Lord is doing and then helping the bride cooperate with her husband and begin to flow right with him, right from the very inception of the time when you walk in together. And that's, I guess that's my heart. That's my objective, not to follow the form and the pattern that we've always been shown it says, remember not the former things nor even consider the things of old behold, I do a new thing saith the Lord. If it's a new thing, that means I don't know what it looks like. Yeah. So I better, I better be as a son of God and be led by the spirit of God in this rather than led by a form and a format. Yeah, that's important. You bring that in is, <clears throat> you know, the, the key person in, in, in a insertion of colonization in a nation, an occupied nation, would be the governor. Pilot would be the driving, pilot was the driving force behind. <laughs> That's good pun. <laughs> what? Pilot, the driving force. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> yeah, Pilate, Governor Pilate, the, the Roman, was the, the, he was the key person. Yes, that's right. To the colonization of Judea. Right. At, at that, at that stage, stage in time, because that's what they would do. They would put in a governor with a, with a group, and he would have a, a, a force to help him enforce it. And they, he would enforce the laws. He would remind them of the laws. He would enforce the laws. And they would have to carry out the laws into that region as, so that they could turn it into a Roman colony. And, and uh, the governor today is who um, in our lives of the kingdom of God? Who's the governor? <clears throat> well, Christ in you the hope of glory or the yeah, spirit the spirit of God. The spirit of yeah. God. That's right. I was, Jesus said, I'm sending another one who's like, right. but not me. <laughs> so, right. um, so he, he sent the spirit of God. Who's our comforter, teacher, guide, advocate, intercessor. Um, and he guides us into all truth, shows us things to come. He guides he will us. not testify of himself, but only testify of Christ. Yeah. Right. So he, he brings, he brings, the, 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 the spirit of the kingdom of heaven into us, we live that out. And that's where Epicoriago becomes important because we need to tap into the pneumaticos of God. What are the things of the spirit and begin to live them out within the context of our, of our community. But this right. is hard. You see, because religion, religion wants it to be fed to you by a rigorous program or a rigorous, uh, not a rigorous, but a, a self, I can fulfill this kind of thing. Anything, um, anything other than kingdom culture or kingdom influence is just trying to do it a religious way. Right. And, well, so, and that whole thing says, he who ministereth to, you, ministereth to you the spirit, does he do it by works of the law or does he do it by faith? None of this is done by principle. No. Well, it's it all is. done by faith. It's, it's faith in, in the principles of God's kingdom. Right, principles of God, right. Yes. But as far as something that is already um, that, I guess, I guess there's two sets of principles is what you're looking at. You know, you got the, you got the way of the world. There's a way that seemeth right. right unto man. The end there is of his death. But you've also got the principles of the kingdom of God or the law. There's actually laws. There's the law of the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of Liberty, um, the law of grace, the law of faith. I mean, there's certain laws that we still have in the new covenant, but they're all a liberating law. It's not something to bring you back under something that, that it all brings life back to you again. It's the law that's written upon the tablets of our heart now. Right. Right. So we have those truths, that the Holy Spirit guides us into. He guides right. us into all that truth, which is the reality of, of God's principles. I, you know, that, you know, some people have asked me about, you know, principles and truths. Are they separate? And I was like, well, not really, not in, in the kingdom of God. No. You know, what you're trying to do is split hairs for, for right. your own doctrinal. You know, for me, I'm telling you, Steve, I just like, I'm not into... Um, I don't know, I'm not into hair splitting. I, you know, it's just, I'm not a scribe and I'm not going to try and be a teacher of the law. You know, it's just like these right. guys would like take every jot and tittle and try and separate and strain, a, 
strain a camel, you know, or strain a gnat through a whatever, you know. So it's just like, this is crazy. The thing about it is, when I, for instance, for instance, I read John chapter 13, and, and, and it, it talks about that Jesus put on an apron and washed their feet. Right. So now we make a doctrine out of feet washing. Right, that's true. You've got to wash feet. But Jesus didn't, he said to them, he said, as I've done to you, you must do for each other. Right. And that was to serve one another. He goes on to say, right. you know, to, that, that this, is, this is how they will know you because you are my disciples, because you wash one another's feet, not, not washing literally, but actually serving one another. And, right. and that is a principle. So the principle is servant-heartedness to one another. That's within the context of our relationships. We serve one another. You know? But like and, you said, it comes out of the heart. It's not something that I'm uh, trying to perform anymore. You make it a law. You, know, you can't right. you legalize that. You know? right. I don't right. legalize a heart issue. You can't legalize a heart issue. Right. So... And that as we begin to live those values, I mean, as we begin to live the value of, uh, of uh, I am, Jesus said, I'm as one, as a, as he said, if you want to be a leader, you've got to be the least. If you right. want to be the greatest, you've got to be the least. If you want to be the leader, you've got to be the, the full stop at the end of the sentence. You've got to be last in, in, in line kind of thing. So, um, and he said, because, uh, um, I am a one as serving you, not as the right. one at the table. And, and, and I thought, now that's a principle. That's a principle of the kingdom. That's a principle right. of what people will see in us living that to one another and say, I want to be part of that. Right. Well, because it's life. It's not another law or another regulation. Yeah, regulate. Whenever I say principles, a lot of times I'm 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 uh, kind of thinking of it as a law that it's now become, as opposed right. to something that sets a person free. Right. And the principles of the kingdom of God sets people free. It doesn't. Uh, it's, it's where the spirit of the Lord is. There's liberty. Exactly. So exactly. there's a principle. <laughs> it's just that it sets you free. I mean, there's a difference. Right. There's a difference in how that government, that structure of the government of the kingdom of God works. Right. So. And the, but you see, again, we these are things. Um, culture is very close to how we behave. The values. Right. I'm using I'm using terminology that I use within the context of business, co you know, coaching business people, etc., and business leaders. But we all know because most people don't know what the values are. Right, that's true. We don't know what the values are. We we know what our church does, but right. we don't know what the values of the kingdom are. We don't know what the principles of the kingdom are, and so so we if we can't if we don't know what kingdom is and what the kingdom encapsulates and what what those values are, we can't live those values. Right. With, you know, that um, a leader, so a CEO of an organization, he sets kind of what the values are within an organization. He says, this is, this is the way this organization is going to run. 
Right. How they actually express and live out those values depends on the culture of that organization. Right. Now, Jesus comes and he has values. <laughs> he goes, um, you are a light. You're like yeast. You know, is that you're going to permeate. You're going to influence. You're going to invade. Oh, that's a good one, that yeast. That's yeah. a good one for permeating and influencing. It influences the whole lump. Yes, it does. And the credible thing about it, I bake bread every morning. Every morning I bake bread for the family. And, you know, I take the yeast out. It's nothing to it. It doesn't look like anything. It, it's not bubbling. It's not jumping up and down. It doesn't shout hallelujah chorus inside. You know, it's, it is yeast. That's it. It's yeah. very, it's very essence is I'm yeast. It doesn't, doesn't need... And you put it into the, into the, I activated in warm water with sugar first. And uh, so it starts bubbling up. And I think that's the good thing is like, you've got to get into an environment where somebody activates you a little bit, you know, activates the right things. Um, then right. Take, I take it and then I add flour to it and salt. And uh, oh, if it activates the right thing, it helps you rise. Exactly. So now if it's activated and the thing about it is, is in the in the bread machine it doesn't um you don't hear it right you can't see it right it's it's but it's alive and active right and wow yeah and that that bread rises you, you can't i mean there's nothing there's no senses to it in in the sense that you can't tell yeast from anything else it invades and permeates that whole um dough all that dough and it rises to twice three times the size of its original state how it influences and that's a you see that to me is a principle that's a principle of right. how we're supposed to influence and let our, me ask you this too do you let it rest during that time well it's got a three it's a three hour process for for two cups of flour i put into the bread machine with the with one teaspoon of yeast and a half a teaspoon of salt and uh, some water, two spoons of sugar. And I just let it. So what it does is it, it takes three hours. So it first beats, beats, beats. And then it sits for like now it was beating for about half an hour. And now it sits for the next um, hour and a half. And then for an hour it bakes. So there's a time for that yeast to begin to activate and to and you actually have to let it come to a rest or let it be at rest before you can actually bake it yes so it'll it'll go through it'll beat again a little bit later so it beats it up again a little bit and then it rests it again and then it bakes it and then it's ready beautiful little brown loaf comes out there's got to be something that that applies there as far as that rest it's therefore remaineth us to enter into a rest uh, because a lot of times we get so wrapped up in trying to start something, trying to do something, trying to have a relationship, trying to whatever, trying to perform this thing. And we forget to enter into that rest. And that's what it says, labor or stir it up till you enter into that rest exactly. and then enter into the rest and let that yeast or let that thing rise within you. Let that stuff permeate your whole being and then you become whatever it is that's in you. Exactly. Exactly. 
And that's how we influence. I mean, Jesus said, you know, um, you are, you are the light. Um, right. You are, you are the, the, uh, the yeast <laughs> and, and, uh, and you don't put a, you don't put a lamp, a, a light under a lamp, you know, um, that, that is in Matthew chapter six. Hey, let me ask you this. I mean, this is just coming to me. Jesus said he was the bread of life. We're not the bread, we're the yeast. Yeah. So we allow, we're the influencer or we're that thing that rises in somebody else or helps that to rise in somebody else till Christ be formed in them, till that bread of life be formed in them. So right. there is a there is that process of of us being yeast yes. that's going to cause that loaf or that bread of life to rise in somebody else and to be to become that bread because he didn't say we're the bread of life he said he was yeah exactly exactly right and maybe then, I'm and taking the analogy too far but it just it just seems like that especially when you're talking about influencing yeah. And that's, that's exactly, I mean, we, we've got to begin to, the thing is the whole concept of witnessing has become so program, programmatic, you know, right. Right. like, and it's all about our church and we right. don't realize it's society. It's like, we've got to get into the culture we buy with our community, not with our meeting. And I think that's it. It doesn't, it, um, we're not, advocating not meeting i mean that's like there right, is the gathering right, right. It has to be the gathering and reminding of the values and the principles right. and the things we live by but that is not the focal point of influence influence is oh here it is um jesus says blessed are you when people insult you persecute you falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Then verse 13 of chapter 5, he says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You know, you just think about the, the uh, characteristics of salt. So right. you know, the salt of the earth. <laughs> that, right. You know, think about that. That's... And again, salt is something that permeates, something that preserves, something that flavors, something that brings uh, that so it doesn't get destroyed. Wow. I mean, it's just, <laughs> that's right. powerful. And then he goes on to say, verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And neither do people light a lamp, put it under a bowl. And instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. And um, I don't know where the yeast one was. Where did that go? Anyway, I wanted to really read that. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. I'll look it up too. <laughs> yeah, Just keep to talking. I'll look it up. Um, yeah, so so when I, when I saw that, um, gosh, it bothers me now when I can't find something. <laughs> um, uh, you know, if you look at the characteristics of, of salt and, and light, uh, 
and what it's what it's supposed to do and what we're supposed to be then you begin to understand is like how our influence is to come and the thing is is that each of us individually i i love what to one one quote um i mentioned on on an on my other podcast the other day is like the it says that um um we individually we are like a drop but collectively we're like an ocean and huh. uh, and or together we're like an ocean and right. so as as a community and community is built by building relationships first and foremost right by by that trust factor by that communing with each other to communicate to commune with each other and that's what we see in the book of acts is that they didn't run out and try and be um i mean they met from from the temple to and from house to house breaking bread so there's all those facets in there we cannot be a one-winged bird flying trying to flap one wing and fly in a straight line we're just going to go in circles if we flap right you know so if we've only got one dimension to our to our to our to us as a community and the thing i think this is where where we need to understand is when we say church it is ecclesia ecclesia right. is a gathering of a culture it's a gathering of a community it's a gathering of like-minded people with like-minded values with at the same belief system with the same perspectives that that hold to the same truths to the same values to that have the same convictions they gather together and and that gathering is to actually serve one another to build something and from there they bring the kingdom of god into their midst and then into the rest of the world around them i think that is really what my the focus of what we should be thinking about when it comes to influence influence right. that we able to pervade with our culture into cultures you must remember something we are not of the cultures of this world of this nation of the of the nations of this world we are citizens of a different kingdom sent to colonize this earth with the colony of the kingdom of heaven called and that's called the kingdom of god right so why take on ourselves that whole structure of of the world or whatever and try to perform what is Christ? Um, I, I can't find that we are the leaven or the yeast. The only thing I can find is that the kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven. Luke thirteen twenty one. Sorry. Luke thirteen twenty one. That's probably that's probably. Yeah. Uh, Mark eight fifteen talks about beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Yeah. Well, see, they uh, had a culture of their own. Right. Right. Pharisaical culture, right? Um, um, so what was that? Mark thirteen, Mark I mean, eight fifteen, Luke, Luke thirteen, Luke thirteen, Luke thirteen twenty one. Yeah, that's where I was. That's and little leaven leaveneth the whole lump, as First Corinthians five six. But um, um, to what? See, yeah. And now this is important. He says, again, he asked, "What shall I compare the kingdom of God to?" <laughs> The right, kingdom right. of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, it is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour 
until it worked all through the dough. You see, right. it's the kingdom of God that is the yeast, and the ecclesia are the deliver are the deliver is the delivery of the kingdom of God. We are the right. ones in our community that brings the kingdom of God to um, um, into right our society and then now matthew 16 goes on to say that beware of the leaven of the pharisees and sadducees like you said there is a there is a leaven of that kingdom or that culture or that whatever that permeates and then raises that whole lump right so there's a whole different culture or a whole different um influence yes you might say yes that that brings about and so beware of the the influence Right. Of exactly. the Pharisees and Sadducees. Okay. Because their culture has an influence. The kingdom right. of this world has a culture that has an influence. Because right. Because we know that, um, that the, the prince of the power of the air is working in the sons of disobedience. Right. It has a culture. You know, it's like they do. Jesus said they do. Um, uh, how did he say it? They, they do their father's will. They do what their father does, you know. Right, right. Murderer from the beginning. Right. So, um, as as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. That's wow. what it is. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And and not only the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Where's that? That's um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. And then verse 3 says, All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. Wow. So that, that is the culture of the kingdoms of this world. And you, you're absolutely right, Steve. We cannot operate in that culture and try and accomplish Christ's right. life and will and purpose. In you the can't. There is no way that you can do it according to the principles to try to function as Christ on the earth by the principles of Satan. You just are the principles of this world, which, you know, he's the prince of power of the earth. He's the ruler of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, he's the ruler of it. So, so I can't, I can't expect to get the result of Christ, um, you know, by, by operating by the principles of this world. I can't. No, you There's can't. No way. Yeah, Exactly. So no wonder he said, I will build my church. There must be a lot of other people building theirs. Right. And again, is if we understand, he says, I will build my ecclesia. Me yeah, ecclesia, yeah. I will be their yeah. king. I will be their presence. I will be their life. Right. By, by, by the truth that I am, because he is the way, the truth, and, and the life. So, so he, he is the truth that we live by. He is, because you see, the thing is, in a monarchy, in a democracy, we choose what we want to live. We, right. we, like in this country, we've got multitudes of, of, of cultures, um, and we choose what we want to live by and not want to live by, and what, you know, what cultural kind of aspect we want to gravitate to. Yeah. Me, I'm very, coming in from outside, I'm very aware of the American culture. I'm looking for 
that, the authentic American culture, not, not any other culture. I could go somewhere else if I want that culture. But, and that's what we do is we mix it up and, and you know, we've got all these. But in a monarchy where there's a king, the king decides what is truth. Right. And what's he, the culture? He, dis, he personifies that. And that's right. what it's the culture. So we've Did got, you find that in England that way, as far as she, uh, the queen, kind of determined the culture? Well, no, because it's it's gravitated to a democracy. But when when the when the empire existed, right? When the British Empire existed, and in South Africa we were a colony, we That's were colonized true. of Britain. And in the colony, we, you know, I went to school, primary school. South Africa is hot. We had to wear blazers every day, every wow. day. Wow. We had to wear the little, the little cap, the little, um, uh, you know, uh, British cap. We had to have a tie, white shirt, ironed, shoes polished, long socks, uh, shorts down to the knees, and a jacket, a blazer. Wow. Um, uniform, we had to, that was our standard. Um, so that was, that was the culture. It's hot. Christmas Day, you have roast with roast potatoes <laughs> because um, it's, it's, that's what they do in England. So we, you used to drink tea. You know, it's hot, but we drank tea. We had to... Um, and um, not iced tea like down here in Texas. No, no not iced tea. No warm tea <laughs> with your finger. <laughs> so, um, and my grandfather was British. So he was one of the guys that was, in, you know, in the country... And he enforced British culture into our home. Wow. It was, it was enforced. So um, you had to abide by it. His, his, my mom and my uncle had to abide by his laws, man, because it was English, British laws, you know. And, wow. and so we, we under, so those days you had, and you had to sing. By the time I was growing up, of course, we had already got independence. The cultural, the cultural influence was still there. But um, before, before that, like in 1960, in, when I was born, I was born in 1960. But in, we got South Africa got independence in 1960 from from the British Empire. But before then, you would have to stand in the mornings and sing uh, to the king or the queen. God save our precious queen, you know? And so, um, yeah, that was, all, all colonies were like that, you know, because- They still you, sing that in, in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> now that is, uh, <laughs> we are the champion. <laughs> um, new anthem. <laughs> So, uh, but see, that's a whole culture too. That's a whole, and and they're trying to pass laws to implement a culture, impose their culture within a right, culture. right. That, that, now that's where the problem is. You see, Jesus doesn't ever advocate us imposing, right. He says, permeate. We try and impose it with, so. This is the, the craziness. And I know now I'm going to touch a sacred cow here, but we want a Christian government. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what Jesus said to pray for. No. We live by a different government. What we're trying to do is imp impose our, 
democracy right imposing our culture he didn't say that now if it happens we thank god we've got a christian president right now you know it's just like thank god for that but but uh you can see the trouble he's going through for to be that you know it's just like um but our our job is we have a king we have a country we have a right. citizenship and now and it's not of this earth and it's not of this world it's invisible it's not here right yet it's here in right. earth we represent that right and we are to influence that wherever we are so whether you are in business leadership you're a nurse a teacher a, a factory worker a mom a dad parents working in the community uh, social worker whatever it is right military uh, law enforcement it doesn't matter where you are your job is first and foremost to represent the kingdom of god now listen right. have you noticed if you go to islam and you talk to a muslim a muslim is first a muslim right right he, he doesn't accept the culture of your country his culture is islam right and and he regardless of where he is regardless and you know what they do they insert and influence with their culture they That's a jihad. Them more than we do as christians i'm telling you right. i've studied this i've looked at this and in 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 england there's whole areas they like to deny it but there but it's the truth there's whole cities whole areas that are culturally islamic right areas and europe various places in europe islamic and what they do is now okay they now take it to the extreme so if you're walking down the road they will harass you they will beat you up etc because it's you know being disrespectful to their culture but and so we again we're not imposing our culture is what people want people desire what who Christ is our king they desire that they desire that truth that life that way they desire that and we should be permeating not with churches right but as the church we should be permeating and influencing well that's what it says in james is my whole i'm going to influence whatever it is that's going on around me you're going to see what kingdom i'm from by how i influence or how how i'm inserted into this particular area i'm going to show you my faith by my works you're going to be able to see and read and taste everything that I am because of who I am in any situation. And that's basically what James was talking about. He wasn't saying, well, now I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you all, you know, uh, by my works, I'm going to show you my works. No, he wasn't. He, the, the emphasis wasn't on the works at that point. It was on who he was and his faith where, who does he represent? And you're going to be able to tell who I represent. You're going to tell which kingdom I represent by how I behave or how I influence in this certain situation. That's the thing that's bothered me about this whole Corona thing. Um, like I was telling somebody the other day, do you, do you um, impart the spirit of fear when you're talking with people and when you're around them? Or do you impart the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind? who do you speak for yes. and that's you know what is my influence right now you know what is 
I'm not talking about being obstinate and going out and doing stuff that just because I'm against the government or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about whose kingdom do you represent right now? And what do they feel that influence or do they feel you just along with the wave in the ocean of everybody else? Right. And so it's, it's how we do influence, how we're inserted. We are actually insert. We're in the world, yeah, but, not, but of not of it. Yeah. And, and that takes on a whole new dimension. We cannot live that religiously. What we've tried right. to do is make that a religion. Right. You know, I'm Christian. You're not. Right. And, and you've got to become a Christian to be like me. That's not what Jesus was advocating at all. No. He, he, uh, he could sit in a house of a tax collector with all the sinners and tax collectors of that community. And he could spend all day there, freak the religious leaders out at that point in time, and, and yet influence them to the place that that tax collector would leave everything to follow him and die for him. Right. And they, and they, loved, they loved his influence. They right. loved his influence. He could influence them in such a way that they wanted to spend all day with him. And, and the Pharisees go, you know, he's, he's hanging out with sinners and publicans and tax collectors. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if I influence my wife that way because I don't think she wants to hang out with me all day necessarily. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I know. That's kind of rough. Huh? <laughs> rough. <laughs> Yeah, no, there is, but it, there is that. I mean, you looked at that even in that small microcosm. You know, is there something in me that attracts so much? And, and Connie and I do love spending time with each other, by the yeah. way. I'm just playing. But that there is that. Do they want to be around you? Is there, is there that draw of life? Because it says the last Adam is a life giving spirit. Uh, I've got some people that call me, and honestly, it sucks the sucks the life out of me. I mean, I'm just like, Oh, you know, I, I, you look at who's calling you and go, well, you know what? I think I'll answer that a little bit later. Then cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, when I'm more prepared in heart or mind or whatever to deal yeah. with this certain situation, uh, because, uh, you know, we are put in there to influence a whole world or a whole nation. Right. And, um, a lot of times that, um, that's just who we are. And are people drawn to that or are they trying to shove you away? I guess that's it. You know, yeah, exactly. uh, how, how, who are you right now? And, and that's part of what we do. Uh, and I, I noticed that here over the last week, it's part of what I do is just, you help people get to the place where they realize that they are a life giving spirit, not, not somebody who's so needy that they cling on to every life raft that's floating by exactly and uh you're the one to stand up for it you're the one to fight you know you yeah i'll fight with you but i'm gonna fight with you not that's right not instead of you <laughs> yeah, exactly so. and, and you know when they look at us they don't see lying because we don't lie they don't see cheating on our on our spouse because we don't cheat no they don't, they don't see they don't see maliciousness because we're not malicious. Well, we shouldn't be. You know, our marriages are, are whole. Our families are, are um, whole. Our, our lives are re a reflection of peace and, and, and uh, being light, you know, being salt. Is this like we, we, 
we are salt. If we, and that's what Jesus is going, if we've lost our saltiness, in other words, if we've lost the, the characteristics and if, we, if we're not living by um, those, those truths, right. and I'm not, not, as, not as law, but if we're not inherent, because salt doesn't like, okay, you know, I have to be salt now because that's the law of salt. It goes, it just is salt. You know what I'm saying? It just like, yeah, yeah. you take it, you put it in the bread and it permeates and makes it taste better or the food or whatever. Or, you know, I make uh, jer jerky. I don't make jerky. I make biltong. Biltong is like not jerky. It's jerky on steroids. And, and uh, it's South African dried jerky. And I rub salt into it with vinegar and it, it, um, it preserves the meat so you can, you know, keep it. But more. it permeates every fiber of it. Permeates and, and keeps it. It tastes delicious. And, uh, and, and so it preserves, but it also adds flavor. It, it, in fact, I was reading online, um, Google, Google, wonderful. Um, it says that salt enhances flavors. Right. So whatever yes, that's flavors true. in there, if you add salt to it, it in fact lifts the flavors out that it, it's more flavorful. So right. too much is not good, <laughs> but just enough is the right, right amount. And so um, we have to really consider how we, how we, who we are and how we are and what people taste about us. Right. You know, you know is what do they, yeah, can they truly taste and see that the Lord is good by just being around being around us and it's not just individuals it's not right. just like yeah. you then me it's about us it's like yes we are influences but we are influences correct yeah I'm right so that's where the corporate ecclesia becomes right. the influence into society because with each other we are like that and people they, we have favor with people when they see us together. I was like, wow. I mean, just, wow. There's our influence. That's our witness. That's how we can change a nation, transform a That's nation. That's true. That's yeah. true. So, good. Well, <laughs> when we started this discussion, I had no clue where we were going to go with it, and we ended up talking for an hour or more. So, um, good stuff again. Good stuff again. Thank you. In for fact, your just so everybody knows, Sean had his head down before we started. He says, I don't know where we're going. I don't know what we're talking about. Do you have any idea? He says, still has his head down. <laughs> I said, well, let's do what we do. Let's just start the thing and see where it goes. And he said, oh, yeah. Yeah. And click. Here we go. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's part of the excitement of it, too, to be who we are, to just be that salt and light and let the Lord draw up out of us that wellspring of life. Yes. And that's that's demonstrating the epicorigeo. That's demonstrating pneumaticos. That's If you guys want to see how to do it, let me sh let me show you. <laughs> you know, because uh, we don't know what we're doing any more than anybody else. You know, let's let's find out what the spirit of the Lord is doing. Let's follow. That's exactly right. And you know what? When I meet with with um, with young guys, that's what we do. Right. We don't Agenda. I mean, they, there's some practical things they want to talk about, you know, and stuff. But, but generally, we just sit down and go, okay, you know, what's on your heart, you know? And just suddenly we get in, and two hours later, we just like, right? Blow because I, I just really, Steve, I, I, you know, there is time for structured instruction, right. 
uh, yeah. didaskalos. But there's another aspect of didaskalos, which is just this, you know, um, right. heart to heart, uh, just igniting. And to be honest, if I was going to, if I was going to plant, if I was going to start a local community that's for for cultural influence, that's what I would. Do. <laughs> You know, that's what I would, I would get. I notice you're watching your wording right now. Yes, yeah. Because I'm trying to shift that paradigm in people's minds, you know. It's just like, that's what, that's how I see it. To plant a church is just do another meeting. Get a pulpit, right. get some music, get some lights, action. We're starting on Sunday. Come meet with us, you know. That is not Ecclesia. No. <laughs> that's one aspect of Ecclesia, but that's not it. I would me. I would get people in a room or in a lounge or outside around a fire. I, I would say, let's go for a meal. Let's go to a restaurant. Let's put up our feet. Let's watch a football game. Let's eat popcorn. Let's talk. Let's just share together. What do you need? Hey, um, brother, doodad needs a uh, you know needs his front porch painted. Okay, listen, everybody on Saturday we're going over to brother doodad. Let's go and paint his porch. You know and. Right. Uh, Get the paint, you get the brushes, we'll be there. What time are you starting? Eight o'clock, we'll be there. Get it done, half an hour, we're all done. And people, his neighbors are going, wow, who were all those people? Didn't know you had so many friends. Oh, yeah, they, they're actually my community. <laughs> they right. my friends, they my brothers, they they my family, they are the church. Yeah. Uh, Ecclesia, which is what we've talked about here, um, and... I, I don't know how this follows so closely um, in the principle of the thing, but E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A, Ecclesia. Usually if there's a double consonant, and you you know this, it means to a, a double portion or a double whatever, uh, a double whammy, so to speak. So Ecclesia basically means called out or to be called out. The, the E-K-K part, if it was just E-K, it'd be called out. EKK means twice called out or called out again or called out uh, not just once. And I, I begin to think about that as far as, first of all, we're, we are called out of the world, out of Egypt. That was our first calling out as a people, you know, as the, uh, as a people, we were called out of Egypt or out of the world. So that was the first calling out. What was the second leading out of captivity they had? It was out of Babylon, a religious system, or out of a uh, something else that was brought in to make them follow idols and make them follow a different king and make them follow whatever. It was, yeah. So they were twice called out. Even Israel was twice called out. I mean, there was two major captivities that they were called out of. I thought that's the same thing we we process. That's the same thing we go we go through. The church comes out of the world supposed to but yet now we're trying to assimilate ourselves back into it or not assimilate but but replicate how the world does it and then it says we're supposed to come out of babylon as well which is a a confusion or a, a religious system well let's get out of both of those let's get back to the basics of who we are which is we're a relate we're a family and i guess you keep saying that you know, uh, you've said that for years, you know, this is who we are. We're a family, you know, we are family. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. 
but that but that whole thing, that whole concept is we're not we're not just a meeting. We're family. And so now being a twice called out people to realize what we're called out of and into, right. uh, it, it, it does change your mindset then. So. Absolutely. Well, powerful stuff. Um, you know, just if you've managed to get through this whole time with us, <laughs> if you survived this and uh, you could endure our, um, our uh, sharing uh, conversation, then um, you're at the place where, yeah, decisions are yours. Uh, it's, it's, you know, is what are you going, what culture are you going to fall right. or adhere to? What culture are you going to uh, gravitate to? What culture are you going to become? Uh, and Jesus said uh, another parable, the kingdom of God is like yeast. And so uh, what kind of culture are, you know, what culture are you going to go to? <laughs> where are you going to fit in? And I, I right. don't know about, I, I don't understand it all. I, you know, I don't know about you, Steve. I, I don't understand it all. I'm still grappling with many, many of the facets and ideas of this, but there's a couple of things that I do understand and do know that we are talking about. And these are things that I want to see implemented. Uh, right. Right. Nationally, globally, you know, is that we begin to shift into that, the, 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 the two called out uh, place of where we called into uh, the kingdom of God and become, become the vehicles of colonization of God's kingdom, you know, colonizing right. the world with God's kingdom. That's, that's really what we're about. So anyway, so we'll leave that now. We've had a good discussion this morning and we'll pick up wherever we're going next week. <laughs> but thank you for being part of us. Have a super weekend from Steve and I. God bless you. We love you lots. Bye.